Hey, this is Kathy Huff with Love Goga here in Milton. Four years ago, I met Caddy and his wife when they came to see my second act, and it continues to grow. Now, I'm so excited to introduce Cadillac Jack and his second act. My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a very loyal 26 years until July 2019, and that's when I was fired, and welcome to my second act. And my name is Donna, and I'm Caddy's wife, and I have determined that I am not a side-sitter. Do you know what that is? I don't. Okay, so I had a lunch with a client um, probably a week ago, and I can't even remember what restaurant we went to. Um, oh, it was Davio's, okay, at Phipps. And the way the booths are laid out, they took us to one of those booths that's like circular, like a half moon. And so if you sit on one side and then the client sits on the other, you're just at this weird angle. Like there wasn't enough room for that part of the table. So we had to sit beside each other, like right beside each other. Did, Almost, you, know, but did you know the client? Yes. But what, it was, I don't understand. Okay. It's just odd. Like when you, like even if you and I, okay, if we went, when we go out to eat, have you ever seen those couples that sit beside each other? Yes, I have. Okay, that's what I wondered I'm, why they do that. That's what I'm talking about. Not only are we not cobbler people, we're not side sitters. So then when you're eating, it's like weird because to talk to the person, you have to like turn and then eat. It's just a weird dynamic. And I didn't know what to do. I'm like, okay, should I ask for another table? But there was no other table. So the entire lunch, I'm trying to eat and turn and talk to this person. And then it looked like we were kind of on a date, but we weren't. It was just awkward. So I am not a side sitter. I don't know about you. As long as I get fed, I'm okay. You don't care where you sit? But we're not cobbler people, and we should explain that quickly. That Yeah, tell everybody about that. Well, we just don't believe in cobbler. Wait, why did we come up with that? We like pie. We like I love cake. You heard me say last episode that if I'm singing happy birthday, there better be cake. But we're not complimenting. We pass I think, on the compliment. I think that came up because we were on a dinner at some point with friends or someone where they were talking about all the things they were. We love, like they were talking as if they were one like unit. You know, she wasn't saying I like this or I like this. They were saying we, we are, we like, and we determined that we are not, we are not cobbler people or side sitters. Your Core 57 hype song. My, uh, my Core 57 hype song was Miranda Lambert, okay. Gunpowder and Lead. And, you know, there's some things going on with Miranda. Her um, her husband, who was an NYPD policeman, has retired. He's at, awfully, at like 22. He, seriously. <laughs> he retired as soon as he married Miranda. But no, he's going to go be her like private security. I think he just can't, you know, I mean, he's a good looking guy. And I think since he married Miranda too, I mean, he can't do people take him seriously out there and with the NYPD or. You know, they met when she played GMA and he was assigned to that where the studio is. That was his beat in Times Square, I guess it is. Yes. And and so when she performed, they met. Their eyes locked. When, when she was going into the studios. And I, I don't know how that comes down quickly. Like if. Is it I a think, look? I don't is know. I a, think with Miranda, she's like, a, it's a come hither. Like, I, you are mine. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, it's quick. It's quick. Like, you don't even know what's happened. <laughs> you know, the next thing you know, you're you're on her. On her bus. On her pink tour bus. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, how did I get here? Kind of like that Talking head song we saw on Saturday Night Live. Golly. Is this my life? How did I get here? 
anyway, back to Miranda. You know, she played in Denver the other night, and there was this great article that was written afterwards saying that these women, this this man wrote the article, and he said these women were just fired up. Like it was song after song of just retribution for bad men, you know, in your life. And he said these women were just like, he was like, he wanted to wait and let them get out of the arena at the end of the before show he before he left. Because he was like, these women are going to be turning over flipping cars. They're like, you know, they were angry. But I mean, I love her. You know, she can, uh, she tells it like it is. So it was Gunpowder and Lead. What was your Core 57 hype song? I was on shuffle on the way here today to the App and Media Group, App and Podcast Network. And my favorite rock and roll song of all time came on. So I really am hyped up for this episode. And it was John Mellencamp, Jack and Diane. Oh, that's a classic. A little ditty. Yep. About Jack and Diane. And I it's one of those songs I forgot was in my library. And all mm-hmm. of a sudden it just pops up, you know, you know, shuffle and listen to your music and cranked it up because it, it just that, that's a song that will stand the test of time forever. And yeah. it has up till this point. And when you hear that opening. That riff. Yeah. yeah you bang, just know it. You know it is. And you just know to crank it up. Yep. So that was my core 57 hype song. When he when he did that song, was he John Cougar? Or John Cougar Mel or John Cougar Mellencamp. I looked, and all I can say is that in my iTunes library, it comes up as John Mellencamp. So I don't know if, they, if he was Cougar and they changed. I don't know, but it comes up as John Mellencamp. But I don't know that I have the definitive answer to that. Growing up, I was obsessed with him. I mean, obsessed. And this is when he was John Cougar. But I mean, I listened to everything he put out. I mean, I was just obsessed with it. So good. And Kenny Chesney has a great version of the song, too. Yeah, he does. He does a great version. And he I think does it in concert. Yeah, he does. So Core 57, Milton and Alfred City Center, is a community that supports one another, fosters physical, emotional, and relational growth. And here's the good news. They coach you up. They don't tear you down. This is not a gym where you walk in and you feel uncomfortable, you feel intimidated. You know, you, you're kind of like the minute you get there, you have to go, you, people who go to those gyms, and the minute you walk in, you're kind of like, oh, why did I come? I don't want to do this. You know, they're going to meet you where you are. They're going to meet you at the door, and they're going to meet you where where you are. And where you want to go. Yeah, with your fitness with goals. goals. Yep. So let them help you out there. A unique fitness community built on the strength of the mind and body connection. Two locations. Thank you, Colleen, for your support in my second act. Core 57 Milton and Alpharetta City Center. Have you ever posted something on social media, a photograph that you did not crop, and you suddenly realized that there were things exposed in your photograph there really shouldn't be out there. Brett Hume, B-R-I-T, Brett Hume is a reporter and anchor for Fox News. Legendary, right? Yes. So during the election cycle, which continues, this was pretty recently, he posted a screen grab of an article like on Drudge or something, but his tabs are open on the top. Oh boy. His browser tabs. And so what we learned about Fox News's Brit Hume is that he um, he's into to leather. Vinyl, right? Leather vinyl. One of the open tabs said sexy vixen vinyl. Now, I did my research for the sake of the show, and it turns out that he was researching like a dom um, women's uh, costume, if you will, mm. handcuffs not included. Mm. So social media just was tripping themselves over this. And when I saw it, Donna, I said to you, 
laugh all you want, but every American has been seconds away from this exact same thing happening. Maybe not in a, a, a sexual sense, like it was for Fox News' Brent Hume, but say you're on a Skype, you, you've, this has happened to you before when you've, yes. you've been on a Skype call for work. Yes. Happens all the time. And, and, and so maybe you notice one of your coworkers has a tab open and it says new job listing. And so you, yes. you, you, you know that they're looking for a job. Oh, it happens all the time. Or even like, you know, it has happened. Like when it, when it starts to happen, if you've ever been on a Skype calls, when someone has to share their screen so that like for a report, you, if you don't do Skype calls, you may not, most everybody understands this, but like, you know, a Skype call being that all your coworkers from, you know, if you work remotely or you're even doing a conference call nowadays, people want to see each other or talk and you can do it with or without video. But this has happened where, you know, someone goes to share their screen for a report and you can see all of their tabs at the top. Okay. This is happening right now in, oh boy, in with me. <laughs> And one of my um, workers has this tab open that is um, sexy available Republicans. I'm not even kidding. Or you can, and, 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 and it's always social media is up to you, like Twitter, Facebook, or other things, you know, that, yeah, where you're looking for do people. Do you say something? No. Or do you shoot someone a tag? And I don't know that that's, I think, I, I don't know that this example that you bring is as bad as, say, Brett Hume's. But do you shoot someone a text when that happens? Like, listen, dude, listen, you really need to close out that tab. It's kind of like the old days where you had to tell someone their fly was open. Your right. browser's open. Right, seriously, yes. <laughs> your tabs are and open. No one wants to see that. Yeah, nobody needs to see that. Well, here's my thing with Britt Hume. You know, he could have, and he may still come out and do this. I don't know. Maybe he did. Could he not have said, I'm working on a, a report or a story? And I, I think had... he owned it. He deleted, oh, yeah. he deleted the tweet. But like I'm work, working on a story about dominatrix or whatever and you know i had to i had to do some research what i don't was know the thing? sexy what republican i don't know don't 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 look that up don't google that don't put a google on that you'll start getting things all right um so yeah there's that and then you know skype calls in general it's just when i do mine because we do a, a morning skype call so i have to you know get out and go to carpool and then come back and that's why you always see me run into the bathroom and i like start you know, blow drying my hair, <laughs> flat ironing it, putting on makeup because from the waist up, I'm like business. You know, from the waist down, I'm Lululemon. You know what I mean with tennis shoes. May, may, I may not even have on shoes at that point. I don't even know. But because you know, all they see, with all the they see is the waist up and how you position your screen. So I, I look like I'm going somewhere important. You're just racing in from a call, <laughs> a sales call. This also happens in television news. Yes. All you see when when the cameras are on the anchor desk is chest and up. Right. And often Justin Farmer is wearing joggers right. underneath, but he's got his suit, coat, and his tie and his press shirt on. Yep. But underneath, he's wearing a pair of Wranglers or something. I because think it's, it's harder a, to do that, though, now because they have yes. them up so much. In front of the video wall. And yeah. Yes, but not you weren't exactly right. Not so much anymore. Back in the day, I can promise you that that was the way that, that, that it was done, that people yeah. would just show up in regular clothes on the bottom. And then on the top, you had to dress up a little bit and run a comb through your hair. Yeah, they might have on a sport coat and like shorts or something. Right, flip flops yeah. and things. Yeah, well, it's just a lesson. I, I think I think Britt saved us all because it makes you like now look at your tabs and like, okay, what is open? And again, it could not be. It could be something that's like um, not nefarious. Do you know what that word means? I don't explain okay. that word. That means like seedy, or you know, it's not something like that. It could just be like again, like, like your, sexy vixen vinyl. Right, it, but it could be that your boss sees. We're talking about the seedy word. But your boss could see that you're on like social media all the time. Like, you know, all your tabs are up and or you're shopping Amazon, you know, it's just 
And there again, put it out there and somebody's going to find it, you know? And he's like 60 something. I love, I think it's great. God bless him. And I, you know, there are people that were going at him about it. And I just, we, I just laughed and laughed and laughed because I, I and I think that Brett Hume also probably laughed about it after the fact because it's, yeah. listen, we, it's more coverage all, than he's gotten in a long time. True that. True that. And it was twenty nine ninety nine for the sexy Vixen vinyl costume. That seems all, that seems all for cheap. the podcast. I do it all. This research oh, okay. is all for the podcast, Donna. All we appreciate that. You must get your accident injuries properly treated and documented because with no treatment, there's no case. With no case, you get no cash. A second opinion can get you first rate compensation. I will say this to you about personal injury law. It is a very busy category. Every day, are you not exposed every day, whether radio, billboard, television, to a personal injury firm that you've never heard of before until that moment? And that's because they come in and they come out. They go out of business just as quickly as they came into business. And many of them are not based here in Georgia. Not the case with 1-800-HURT-911. The attorneys, the doctors, the people that are going to take care of every part of your mind and body after a car accident are based right here in Atlanta and in Georgia. Yeah, and it's a network, and that's what I love about it. If you were to go around and put all of the professionals that they have under Hurt 911, it would take you so much time away from your job, so much money. So they do it all for you with one call. Um, if you need medical attention, if you need legal help, if you need chiropractic help, if you need you know anything, they do all of this for you. So why would you not, if you have been involved in an accident, why would you not just make the call, um, 1-800-HURT-911, and just get a second opinion? Not going to cost you anything just to check it out. If you walk away from a car accident because you're in a hurry, you're in a rush, you just want to deal with it. It's embarrassing. You're called up traffic and you think to yourself, well, my car looks okay. Let's just exchange information and I'm ready to go. We're not going to file you know, any sort of police report. It's not the way you do it because here's what can happen. You can walk away from a car accident thinking that, that you know what? I'm okay. Nothing's broken. Nothing's broken. I'm fine. Let's get on with this. But the injuries you don't see are often the most devastating, which can keep you from work and affect your quality of life. You lost wages and medical bills piling in. 1-800-HURT-911. 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 So what do you think about, um, I'm sure you've heard the story about Britney Spears and Kevin Federline's son, Jaden. And he went on this Instagram rant about his grandfather and uh, who is Jamie, right? Was her dad. Yes. And he's the conservator for Brittany and is really kind and, of. And that was just extended until 2030. Yes. And, and well, and regardless of how you feel or anyone feels about him, he has kind of helped spearhead, you know, her through some troubling times. But um, her son, so this is her and Kevin Federline's son, who's 13, Jaden. I mean, he went on an Instagram rant and he pulled off a perfect radio tease that you and I were talking about. He says in the video that he will share more insider information about his mother if he got over 5,000 followers. I mean, hire this boy. <laughs> hire him for radio. It was an Instagram live video. Here is a 13-second clip of 13-year-old Jaden Spears and his tirade about his grandfather and his mother. Is, is your grandpa a jerk? Yeah, he's pretty big. He's pretty... You can go die. I remember one time she, I asked her, "What, mom? What happened to your music?" And she was like, "I don't know, honey. I think I might just quit it." I'm like, "What? What are you saying? Like, you know how much bank you make off of that stuff? Like, yeah." 
That's some strong opinions. Disrespectful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's his grandfather. And here, here I have a lot of, of feelings about this because he is a 13-year-old boy. We have a 13-year-old daughter, Charlotte. And, I, you know, I think that they make mistakes a lot of times with social media. And as parents, that's why you really have to monitor it because sometimes you do have to go back in. And they don't think something sounds – now, this sounds bad, but, I mean, sometimes – they don't they don't even understand. I, we've always said to our kids, if you don't understand what you're putting up, don't put it up. You know, don't just copy someone else's meme and, you know, throw it up on social media because, again, someone can take a screenshot. It may be too late, but you may have not even understood what you were, you know, putting up there. I mean, again, these are 13-year-old kids. But... After his tirade, his account on Instagram was set to private. Yeah. And... Just the, the account was swiped, was wiped clean. There's no posts, no nothing. Well, and the thing that I do respect about Kevin Federline, the father, is even though Brittany, and they seem to have a good relationship, but even though they're divorced, he stepped in. You know, and I don't know what he feels about his father-in-law, but he did the right thing. He stepped in and said, you know, he didn't make excuses. He did say, listen, he's a 13-year-old kid, and they are dealing with it. And, and he wasn't, I'm sure he wasn't happy about it, nor was Brittany, but I mean, you know, I could see some parents being like, you know, oh, well, you know, because it's kind of the other side of the family. But, um, I mean, it was some pretty harsh words. Here's what came, what I think should come out of that is probably some therapy and some talking because he really has some anger, you know, toward his grandfather to say, like, you know, he can go die. I mean, that was that was pretty rough. But it got me to thinking that, you know, social media is kind of the new way that these kids out you, you know, it used to be, remember you would stand with your mother in the grocery store for hours, like when you're growing up or like the fabric store where she'd run into like a neighbor and you were just like, oh, but you didn't say anything because kids didn't say anything back then. You just sort of stood quietly. Hello, Mrs. Smith. You know what I mean? Nowadays, these kids have kind of been given soapboxes with TikTok and with Instagram where they can rant about how they're parented. They can out us they can you know for anything that you do well for every tirade that's posted by a child on social media on their regular account you know that they have the the finsta accounts of the you know the yes. fake social media accounts that are just their friends oh you know only their friends have access Ma imagine those tirades on those accounts just i mean the Jay, this was his this this, this was Jaden's like official public public yeah. instagram account yeah and, and he's that, saying, "Listen, if you get me to five thousand, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna post a picture of my mama's nips." That's what he was saying. I, he wasn't saying that. He said he was gonna spill the rest of the tea, but that could have been part of it. You know, who knows? But I mean, think about how they talk about us. Are you surprised that Britney Spears' son only had twenty five hundred followers? No, at the time on Instagram, and so he wanted he wanted to get to five thousand. That was his goal, and he was willing to do whatever it took to get to five thousand. Well, here again, I think it's the TikTok mentality. I do. It's kind of like, you know, he probably started looking around and he hasn't done a lot probably with his social media. You don't see those kids. You know, I think they've done a pretty good job of keeping them out of the spotlight. But, you know, all of a sudden, listen, somebody it happened in our house the other day. Libby came home and told me that there's this kid at her high school who's got two million followers and is making, you know, some ridiculously probably made up number, maybe true in money to wear certain clothes on these TikTok videos. So I think all these kids now see this is an avenue to make money and to, to become semi-famous. And I'm sure he was kind of like. And leveraged too. Against your yeah, parents. because he had a friend who was filming it. And he, he had the friend asking him questions like documentary style, you know, and he like troll out the answers. And then when he, when he said, you know, like, get me to 5,000, I'm just like, oh gosh, he's brilliant. It calls us to, way. 
have a lot of laughs about stories when your kids have outed oh, you for and not even on social media. And one that comes to mind, we were at Disney on a junket. We were down there broadcasting Mickey Mar uh, Mickey Mouse had passed wind or something when we were on by Disney. Anytime anything happened, we being kicks, uh, the radio station, anytime Disney launched anything, the cruise line or a new ride or whatever, they they sent for Synergy, the radio division down to broadcast to get exposure and promotion for it. And we were down there for something. I don't recall what, but we took my mother, Grammy. And we were all in a... When it was just us, it was the two of us, Grammy and Will, because I think Charlotte probably was not even born. And Olivia was too young. And Olivia was too young. So it was just Will. So we were going, say, from the broadcast back to the resort. And Disney would give each morning show a driver in their van so a van, so that you, they could get you where you needed to go to special events and dinners and whatever. So we're on our way back to the resort, we'll say. And we're in the van. And with us is Christy Ullman. God bless her, Miss Ullman, who was our promotions director at Kicks for years, and she her was, husband Richard. She was such a great promotions director. And out of the blue, Will. How old was Will? Let's think about this. Three, four? I don't know. But he was smart enough to know that my mother had brown teeth. Ugh. So Will breaks into song. You want to sing it? Yeah. Go ahead. Grammy's teeth are brown. Grammy, Grammy doesn't, doesn't brush, brush her teeth. teeth. He puts that to song in the van and with my mother sitting there. Right beside him. Yes. And we've got the driver. <laughs> we've got the driver. We've got our press guy from Disney, Christy, and her husband, who are visibly uncomfortable. Don't know what to, what are you Nobody saying. Nobody knows what to that? say. So I'm what like, I'm just like, Will. Okay, Will. Let's don't. You know, we don't need to. Grammy doesn't brush her teeth. Grammy's, Grammy's teeth, teeth are brown. Man, just created this song out of nowhere. Yep. And he would just laugh and giggle and and poor. And I mean, now I'm thinking back on it, how embarrassing for Grammy. But I mean, it was just like one of those moments where you just want to like crawl under the van seats. We've, we've talked about this story before. When you told Will, he was in elementary school, that the standardized testing, he was so, he's never been a good test taker and just has a high anxiety about stuff like that. Like most kids do. Um, and the standardized testing, I guess at the time the CRCT was coming out, they were getting ready to test. And you told him, Will, don't worry about it. These scores, these test scores don't matter. And he goes to school the next day and tells his teacher that yeah. my mama said, they don't matter. The, 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 these, this doesn't matter. None of it matters. He and announces that, it to the whole class. I yeah. think that, that was a, there was a phone call, if I recall, after It warranted after a phone call. I, yeah. I mean, it's it's like I remember with Olivia one time. We were standing somewhere at Publix, and I was talking to someone, and she had walked away, and she came back. And I said, you, you know, you know, Mrs. Blank. I'm certainly not going to say the name. Right, sure. <laughs> and she's like, oh, yeah, Mom. She's the one you said was house poor. I'm like, What? What, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? You know, they just like the craziest stuff that they say. And you're like, oh. My all-time favorite, though, is about Jehovah's Witnesses. Oh, gosh. And we're at home one day. And we hear the doorbell ring and the dogs go crazy. We have two coonhounds, Sally and Roscoe, and they go crazy. And Roscoe, yeah, Roscoe would have been around at the time, I think. Yeah, and, I and think so, well, I've always told the kids. I guess I don't remember saying this. Like, you know, well, obviously, don't open the door to strangers. This was pre-ring. Let me say that. You know, now you can see everything that's going on at your front door, and it kind of stops people from coming to the door. But I'm like, what's going on? Like the doorbell's ringing and ringing and ringing and ringing. 
And so finally I came out, I guess, at the bedroom, whatever, and Charlotte was out there. And I'm like, what What was going on? What happened? And she said, oh, you know, these these guys came to the door. And I said, oh, what'd you say? And she said, I just told them my mom told me not to open the door when the men with the bikes and the Bibles came. I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Funny what they were retained. Yeah. What they were called. The ring, the, the whole ring thing, has, has, has the ring doorbell thing settled down a little bit, do you think? I think so. I heard a commercial the other day for Ring, and it was this gentleman, um, and he was talking on the commercial about how he checks his Ring app four times a day. For what? Just thank you. My point. Why, sir? Go, go, go! Reshelve some books in the library, or something. But I think it was this campaign that they're on about neighborhoods and communities, yes. and you can, you can help. Find lost dogs or something if if you have a ring. Well, if you remember, there was door. you know there was all of this discussion about these people were getting a hold of the technology of people's rings, and they were like when kids were home or people were home, they were coming over, like their their phones and they're taking over. Well, and saying like Talking to them. I'm coming in to get and like horrible things like I'm coming in to get you or whatever. So, you know, there was a lot of talk about whether the ring technology was, you know, safe or could you, you know, hack into it. So now I've noticed all the commercials they're they're running or is this feel good kind of philanthropy campaign about help your neighbor or whatever. Listen, here again, it's just another it's 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 our culture. We are tied to these phones. So you're sitting at work. Have you ever been, you know, like we've joked about this. You're sitting at work in a meeting and that ring notification goes off. And there's six people who look at their phones because they don't know whose ring it is, who's gotten an Amazon package. We have become. Or whose house being burglarized. Yeah. I mean, we've become this culture where you have to have immediate notification, immediate gratification. Do, do, do people like scroll through ring videos like they do TikTok? Yes. Like a, oh, stop. Really? Yes. Just like to get neighborhood information or what's going on. Or Yeah, absolutely. Now, we did have that funny ring video where the guy tried to come up and sell pine straw. Yeah. And I mean, our dogs went crazy. And this man basically turned around and did like a backflip off we the get, porch. We get tired in our neighborhood of... Solicitation. Yes. And there are signs everywhere when you enter the neighborhood. No no soliciting. But the Pine Straw people. They don't care. Oh, my gosh. They come year-round. and Well, they clearly think, and we do, that we need Pine, pine Straw. Yeah. And so I, I will unleash the hounds. Literally. Yes. So the, the hounds, Sally and Roscoe are going crazy in the house, and I just didn't want to deal with this. And, again, you shouldn't be in the neighborhood tossing, pitching your Pine Straw anyway. It sounds dirty. Don't pitch your Pine Straw. But... Um, well, and they sound much more vicious than they are, you know. But we got the ring video footage of this guy who was coming up to the door to pitch us pine straw, and the hounds he can he can he can he can't see them, but he can hear Sally and Roscoe running from around the side of the house, and he jumps off. Everybody's got this one video, I'm sure that they like, show their <laughs> friends. Check this out, and he he literally jumps three steps off the porch and runs down the hill. And then falls and tumbles and rolls into the neighbor's yard. Yes. <laughs> because he did not want to run into the hounds. Sally and Ross. Okay. Do you know that there have been people who have been caught cheating and having affairs from their ring? I think that you have to ask these days if you're going, if you're having an affair. And oh so my you're God. going to go, what? Seriously? So you're going to ask the person you're going to have do an affair with? you have ring with? cameras? I think that you have to because the ring cameras. What what happened to your notifications? Because I used to go off all the time. And well, it I need would to charge the battery. It's crazy. Well, I need to charge the battery. Do you still get them though? Or is it? Is it it's No, because right now I've got it. No, we should probably shouldn't be saying this. True. We're away yeah. from our house. But yes, we. I need to charge the battery. And that's the one thing that drives me crazy is you have to charge that. Maybe there's some rings that you don't have to charge all the time. I don't know. You have to pull the battery pack out and charge it. And then Roscoe ate the cover of our ring. 
I mean, we're just like, you know, these dogs rule this house. They do. We've gone in six different directions from the, <laughs> but it's all good. Well, it's okay though. It's yeah, no, it's all good. But yeah, it's, um, I, I think that that's hilariously interesting. Like you could be like, say there's been people who they're, um, I hate to say this, but their spouses like are in the service or whatever. And this person at home is having an affair. And yeah, and like this person's coming up onto the their, boy. yeah, onto the porch. Like, hello. And then, and because it shows when they come in, it shows when they go back out, right? Yeah, and or they're so, going on a date or they, they don't come out for horrible. a while. It is. It is. What happened to the good old days when you didn't know if you got well, you had, like, where you just go how, over to your, your, your side piece's house. Mom, you didn't have our, to worry about getting picked up on a camera. Well, that. And how did our mom and daddies get packages? Did we even get packages? Sure. Did your mom, but there was no Amazon. Like, where would they have gotten a package from when we were growing up? Like, who would, you know, we went to Sears. We went to service merchandise. We went to serve Merv. We didn't, like, I don't ever remember a package being delivered to my house growing up. Do you? I do, because it was a big deal. I remember, the, like, if you're homesick from school, yeah. you got to see the garbage men come. Which you never you never got to see because yeah. they would always come when you were at school. You would see the taking down of the trash cans. And then the, you, even as a child, I know I was part of the process. I had to take out the trash cans and bring them back in. But you never saw the garbage men. So you were just, you, you, it, was, it was a mystery about the whole yeah. process. And the same thing with deliveries like UPS. Yeah. If you were homesick, you would see the UPS driver. Yeah, I think I'm so old. We and also Bob Barker on The Price is Right. Oh, my God, yes. And you dig through your parents' things. And Gilligan's Island. Oh, my gosh, yes. The side drawers. Really, you too? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why not? I want to say hi to uh, Pod Pete Amanda Camp, posted on the Cadillac Jack page on Facebook. Uh, I would love a living room second act from Gallery Furniture. My husband and I are currently under contract with a new home in Jefferson, We'd be so grateful to have some new furniture to go with our new home. Loving the podcast. Was a lifelong Kicks listener. Uh, haven't tuned in since they let you go. Left for vacation. Came back to find out you weren't on the radio anymore. It was a big shock. Yeah, let's talk about that, Amanda Cam. That was a big shock for me as well. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't on vacation. You can't, actually, no, we were. We were in the mountains. You came back to a big shock. <laughs> so, congratulations, Amanda, on on the, the home that's under contract. Your new home that you're going to uh, land here in Jefferson. And we would love to help you out with... Uh, a living room second act. We have partnered with Gallery Furniture. You know Gallery Furniture in Gainesville. Uh, an iconic family business on Brownsbridge Road. And it all started with the Wolfman. Asked for the Wolfman. And then Wolfman's daughter, Donna, asked for Donna. And now Donna's daughter, Marilyn, is running the show at Gallery Furniture on Brownsbridge Road in Gainesville. And there was a time when you just, you could not escape their TV commercials. That were always a little goofy and with a side of corn, but always made you smile because of the relationship that Donna had with her dad, the Wolfman. So Gallery Furniture is still around, and they're a partner now of my Second Act podcast. And and so when I was first talking to Donna about the podcast, she said, "You know what? We also want to do some really fun and and, and cool things, some great giveaways." And um, uh, you know, we said, "Why why don't we do a, a Second Act? This podcast is all about Second Act. So if your living room furniture is just trash and the the we talk about pets and dogs, and, and they just have scooted on it. Oh, yeah. Through the years. Springs hanging out. or Your, your lampshade, your you mama just, smoked in the house, oh, and gosh. so the lampshade 
where the ashtray was underneath it is just as brown as a UPS truck, then it's time. It's time now for your living room to get a second act. Or maybe you just want a refresher. Maybe it's not that bad. Maybe you just need a, a change, a, a little bit of a change. But you know, it's hard when you, when you, I think about it, when you first get your house and you get your furniture, you know, when your kids are growing up and you have all this money going out for different things, it's hard to go and pull the trigger on new furniture. And so we definitely want to help you um, upgrade your living room. But also, if you are in in the market for new furniture, you know, mattresses, beds, um, trundle beds, you know, recliners, anything, couches, um, dinettes, Donna and Gallery Furniture is the place to go. It is not a far drive. Even if you live in Atlanta, it's just, you know, right up in Gainesville, beautiful drive up through Lake Lanier, and it's on Brownsbridge Road, and she has everything, and Donna's always there. If she's not there, Marilyn, her daughter's there to really help you, delivery, financing, everything, so. Um, and, and the same faces that you saw 20 years ago, or I saw 20 years ago when I'd walk into Gallery Furniture, you still see there today on the, on the showroom floor, and that says a lot about the family and how well they take care of their employees and how well they're going to take care of you as well. It's, it's not a... Uh, you know, huge brick and mortar, thousand locations nationwide stores. One location, Brownsbridge Road in Gainesville. Yeah, and they're not going to pressure you to spend money Family on things owned. you don't need. You know, they're going to work with your budget. So definitely go up and check out Gallery Furniture and tell them that we sent you up there. And the living room second act, very simple. We're going to draw a, a winner uh, for this brand new living room at the end of the month. And if you would like a second act for your living room, you sign up for the letter which is something that we push out every Saturday morning and it hits your inbox. So we can spend Saturday mornings together. And basically the letter is, uh, it, it complements the podcast, you know, back, behind the scenes stories about the, the things that we talked about, but pictures too, pictures, everybody loves pictures. So you get to put a visual with the stories that you heard. Yeah, that we talk about. And so, um, and then if you haven't listened, there's links to go back and listen. If, if there's a picture that, you know, um, goes with a, a pod, then there's a link for you to go and listen to it and catch up. So um, the Spotify playlist, absolutely. So we're doing all that. the hype songs. Yeah, all of the Core Fifty Seven hype songs are going to be in one place on a Spotify um, playlist, and you can just pull that up. And you know, if there's a song you were like, "What was that song that crazy one was talking about?" Pull it up and listen to it. So if you want the second half of your living room, text keyword left on red, no spaces, left on red. It's not left. On parking red, it's it, I got a lot of different variations because we just launched the letter. Yeah. And so it's no spaces left on red. If you have to ask yourself why left on red, then you shouldn't even be with us right now. Oh. You should be back at episode two, which is titled Left on Red. Right. And you'll understand. Left on red. Here's the number. I'll give it to you two times. It's also on the Cadillac Jack uh, page on Facebook and all over my social media channels as well. 22828 is the number. 22828. 22828 left on red, no spaces, and you automatically subscribe and get uh, the letter Saturday mornings. And you're also then qualified for us to come out to your place and get rid of all that old furniture in your living room and stack it with some beautiful new living room furniture from Gallery Furniture Brain. Uh, they're on Brownsbridge Road in Gainesville. Do you remember growing up when Pizza Hut had a program to promote reading with kids called Book It? I do not. I do not remember this at all. The program happened like this. You would read a book in school on your own time or in the classroom. And then you would go to your teacher and you would tell the teacher that you completed this book and she would fill out a slip that you would then take to Pizza Hut and get a free personal pan pizza. You don't remember this? No. I mean, like, did these teachers just have a stack of these 
forms in their desk. Yeah, like, I, I guess, yeah. I remember the one with Six Flags. Like all the kids did that. I, re- I remember we had one for the Braves where you would sit, you would read like four books and they would put you in the 300 section. And my dad at one point was like, stop reading. Because the tickets were so high that you would get a nosebleed. Yeah, just stop reading, Donna Kay. Stop. Because I forced him to go every time, you know, because my mom wasn't going to drive down there. So, I mean, but I remember those two programs, but I do not remember this one. But I'm sure they're all similar. So these teachers have a stack. Of, of slips. And so I was reading this article, and it reminded me of my childhood and made me flash back to my mother and, and working the system at the Western Sizzling <laughs> as a child. So oh boy. there was this teacher in this article, it talks about this teacher who, who amended her rules the year after. And so it was like, you could only get one free personal pan pizza after you read just one book. The child in this, this article uh, was an avid reader. And so we're maybe we'll call it like a dozen free personal pan pizzas a year with the book it program. And then the teacher said, no, we're going to cap it at one. So he decided to work the system, this child and discovered that his Nana, his grandmother, was a, an elementary school teacher, too. And she had, what, her own stack oh. of forms. So they were running the system. Yes, they were. And so Nana would sign just a stack and then give them to the child's mother so that when they were out after soccer practice or if they'd been a good week and there was a you know, reason for a reward of some sort for doing something well, then they would just grab one of the, the free personal pan pizza book it slips out of mom's purse that Nana had signed. And so Nana and, and and the mother of this child were in on it. Yeah. The system. Seems like they would get tired of eating those personal pan pizzas, but. Who can get tired of eating a personal pan pizza? I know it is true. That crust. Mm. So I was thinking about my childhood and my mother. Our Western, did y'all have Western sizzling? Oh, yes. Here in Atlanta? Yes. Okay. The potato bar? Yes. Okay, that's where I'm going. My mother would take us, she'd get a coupon out of the Hickory Daily Record for a free potato bar if you buy an entree or something. And so my mother and I, we spent a lot of time together, me and my mom. And she was also a teacher. Yes. And so we would go to Western Sizzling with a coupon for a free potato bar. And then my mother realized that if I wrote letters to Western Sizzling Corporate, complaining about our visit, then they would send more free coupons for the potato bar or even a free like tips entree. Remember the sirloin tips? Yes. Come out With on the mushroom gravy? Yes. Yes. And so, um, it got me to, to laughing and, and, and realizing that my mom, who was also now, as you said, an elementary school teacher was in on the Western sizzling. Um, so what, what would happen? Like, so you would go and you actually may have not had a bad experience. Well, I don't know that we ever did. Okay. And so then you I would just create something. And Bathrooms would, weren't clean or oh someone my. sneezed on the lettuce okay. or, you know. So then you would go home and she would, would she sort of say. I was a letter writer as a child. I wrote letters okay. to everybody. But was so she, I had no problem. I probably had my own stationery. But was she like little caddy? I don't think we had a good experience. Yeah, like pushing you? <laughs> like kind of yeah. getting you yeah, to that probably, point? So yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Did you slip and fall in the bathroom, honey? <laughs> little was your potato you cold? Yes, exactly. And so I, we would get in the mail like 10 days later, two weeks later, a, a stack of more free potato bar coupons. And so when I was reading this article about this kid and the the, the, the personal pan pizzas with Pizza Hut's Book It program, it, it, I flashed back. I'm doing a lot of that. You this are. whole flashing back thing. Should we tell the world a clothing story? <laughs> I mean, you've told me these stories. And I here's the thing. And we're not trying to out Grammy for the potato bar or whatever or the prison. <laughs> But here's the thing. It, I, 
think that um, you've told me these stories before and you just tell them kind of like, you know, they're funny or whatever. And I have this shocked, I remember, you know, when you've told me these in the past, I kind of have this shocked look on my face because I think originally when you told the story, maybe you thought everyone was deep in the Western Sizzling. Or World of Clothing. World of Clothing in Hendersonville. Are they still open? I don't think they are. Actually, no, they, they were the last time we went through there. When... As a child, we would go up to the mountain house in Cashers, which has been in our family for 200 years. So as a child, we would go up there and then coming back to Hickory from Cashers, we would often go through Hendersonville, North Carolina, and we would hit the world of clothing. Think like a place the size of your mall. And it was nothing. It was one store. It was a world of clothing and they had everything. And it was relatively inexpensive. And so I, I think that- Maybe like a Burlington or something? like Yeah, yeah. but but- Larger, yeah. As far as square footage, and, I mean, it and, was the world and, it, it, of thank clothing. You, Donna. We're talking about the world of clothing, for God's sake. So I think we go maybe once a year, and it was right before school started. Why are you doing that face? I don't know. I just don't know that I want to tell this. And, and well, and mom, if there were a jacket or a coat that we could not afford, then we would swap price tags. Yeah. It wasn't encouraged. Well, actually, it was. Yeah. It's horrible. Well. I need to go talk to my psychiatrist. <laughs> today. Yeah. Well, let's say this. Grammy was on a budget. She was a, a an elementary I'm school gonna, teacher. I'm going to pretend she didn't know and it was something that I did. You, you, and you probably and I bet that's the case. Probably. I'm going to go with that because I feel well, horrible. I don't think she would have done that. So I, I do think you probably came up and went, it would be like to now today when kids are like, I want this. We can't afford that. Patagonia. But I think there was a look then at that point, you know, almost implying we can't afford that. But if you go swap that $49.99 price tag for a $13.99 price tag, then we can't afford that. Like a, you wanted a members only? Yeah. Can you imagine? Yeah. Like I a, probably just want a socks, Don, truth be told. Like a gold one? I always wanted that gold members only jacket. And it was implied maybe yeah that we can't afford it but we can if i don't think she would be that crafty to tell you how to switch tags my mother and Anna. Is grammy pre- is, is pretty crafty, crafty. <laughs> this is the woman who's pretty crafty broad was pitching me to send a letter for free potato bar Keep well i think the world clothing is a, a whole that's kind of like next level is it yeah well here's the thing did you get your um did you get members only jacket Most, yeah we would get pretty much whatever we wanted <laughs> the world of clothing. Did you ever get caught? No. Back then, there weren't the systems that, that you have today about the inventory barcodes. systems. Yeah, yeah, all that gets scanned. These were probably like little old tags that people had written. With the bobby pin. Yeah. You know, that were, were fastened to the right sleeve of the members only jacket. Yeah. Yeah. But I also understand, like, if you're a mom and you don't have a lot of money and you still can't steal. I understand that. I do. But I also, I'm not, I'm not advocating that, but that feeling when you are a parent and you can't afford, you know, to provide something that your kids want, you know, it's kind of heartbreaking. And sometimes, you know, I'm not saying you would do anything. I'm not advocating breaking the law, but in Grammy's defense, I, as a mother, I do see it. I wouldn't do it, but I see it. There's a difference, you know, in her defense. Don't list your home yet. So don't lose your hard-earned equity. That is until you've spoken to Metro Atlanta's number one most trusted advocate for real estate consumers, a good friend of mine, and real estate guru, Tracy Cousineau. Selling your home 
for what it's worth, is as simple as Economics 101, supply and demand. Your house is a supply of potential buyers in the market, your demand. And so the old way of an agent just putting a sign in your front yard and listing your home in the NLS may or may not get your home sold uh, in these days. More oftentimes than not, this can lose you thousands, if not tens of thousands of dollars. So many times a seller never knows that they could have gotten more for their biggest investment. Maximize your profit when you sell. Tracy Cousineau, Metro Atlanta's number one most trusted advocate for real estate consumers, can get you up to 18% more money while selling your home. And Tracy Cousineau and the entire stable of real estate expert advisors know everything that needs to be done uh, in order to get your home in front of the eyes of the people that need to see it. They know uh, the tricks of the trade. It's all about the marketing of your home and maximizing uh, the different uh, things that they do, the marketing, six figures, uh, successful track record. That's what they have. Tracy Cousineau, real estate expert advisors. That's tracycousineau.com. Cousin with an E-A-U because you know she's going to sell your home. Or call Tracy at 855-MY-EXPERT. 855-MY-EXPERT. Tracycousineau.com. Don't, don't forget my segment. Oh. <laughs> I feel like you're skipping over my is segment. Is that on here? Yeah. Oh, there it is. I'm sorry. It's time for Let's Get Happy. Okay. You, I want to go back, though. And, okay. Uh, you want to clean, clean that up? Clean, clean that up, up a little bit? Clean up about World of Clothing in Hendersonville, <laughs> North Carolina. It's bothered me as I was talking about Tracy. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. Get Happy is where Donna Spotlight says. Well, do you want to clean up your story first? Or uh, you? No. I just Listen, uh, life is... Here's the thing. Life is not always pretty. And so... Some things that happen to you happen to you. And it's not, I mean, things have happened to me. Things have happened to people that are listening. There are people that make choices to do things every day. It's not always, that's what makes life perfect is that it's perfectly imperfect. It's gritty. Okay. Let's get happy. Well, let's sing the theme song. That will make you, that's going to make you happy. All right. Ready? I I, I, I don't don't know what the hell you're talking about. Theme song. All right. Get ready. Okay. Two, three. Come on, get happy. Okay. Well, the listeners have spoken. Have they? The pod people have spoken. Okay. What do they say? <laughs> they have said, where is this segment? Well, we, it's been, been it's too been, long. It's been cut for time <laughs> in recent episodes of the podcast. Yes. It's been way too long. This is where Donna tells you about an app that she's all about. Yeah. That I think would, that you would love to hear about. Right, there's so about many, it. listen, there's so many apps in the world. It's hard to find them until, how do you find all your apps? Someone tells you, oh, you should download this app. This is a great app. It'll save you time. So this app is actually a great app. Um, and it kind of goes along with the story we were just sort of telling. The app is called Purposity. Okay. It's P-U-R-P-O-S-I-T-Y. We'll post that everywhere. Yeah, it'll I... be on, and, and in the letter. Um, so it was started by a guy named Blake Canterbury, and he's from Atlanta. And what the app does, in, in kind of a nutshell, is it's a text messaging service. It will take you less than two minutes, and it allows you to um, give whatever amount you can give to help directly help a family, a child, a community that is in need. Um, and I think for us, we've always been very big. Um, we volunteer a lot with our kids. We have donated, you know, through the years when you worked at Kicks. I feel like we were always, you know, and we and, and happily, you know, would 
donate to CHOA, would donate to anyone who, who you know, for the most or part. Or any, any organizations would come to me and say, exactly. listen, we're having a silent auction for blank. Can you get us concert tickets? Or, you know, yes. it's, it's not always about the, the, the money. It's about your time. Right. So since you were fired, you know, it's it's harder to give big chunks of money, yes, you know, is. when you don't have big chunks of money coming in. So the thing that I love about the Proposity app is it allows you to give as little of an amount as $4 up to a huge amount. And what it does is the people who are on the app who are in need, um, who need these needs met, um, have been vetted. They work with school systems. They work with, um, Cho. you'll see big companies like Cho on there, but then you'll see like a small community. And it's not just in Georgia. So if you're one of our pod people that listens um, in other states, it is in you know, not every state, but it's in certain states. And you can even pin it down to your zip code. If you want to help, you know, directly in your zip code, you can, or if you want to do a larger need in a bigger area. So I'm going to give you an example. I, um, you can set up how many needs you want to meet over the year. And my goal was to meet 10 needs, which sounds like a lot, but I've already met two of them. And for example, one of the needs that I met was a family who needed, the child needed Play-Doh. Play-Doh. Okay, which you're saying, who who can't buy Play-Doh? I was saying that to myself. Lots of people. Okay. You know, it's not on a list because if you're trying- My mom would tell you to change price tag. Well, but if you're trying to decide whether you're going to buy Play-Doh or you're going to buy milk, you're going to buy milk. Okay. So I donated $9.74. For Play-Doh? For Play-Doh. $9? It was a, it was a lot of Play-Doh and some other stuff. It was kind of like a creative pack. Okay. Don't turn this sour. <laughs> Okay, don't turn this well, sweet I segment put, I sour. I want to put some things up. I, I need okay. dry cleaning. I need okay. my dry cleaning out of hock. Okay. This is not about you. It's like okay. $400 worth of dry cleaning. I need that. So okay. where, what do I do? Anyway, so um, once once you, you do it through PayPal, you set up your accounts through PayPal or however you want to do it, and once you meet the need, you'll get a text within two days that says, you know, your goodwill is, is being taken care of. It, you know, your need is on the way. And here's what I love about the app. Once the need is met, it's gone. So it's not like a hundred people are buying Play-Doh and it's just that, you know, sometimes, and I don't mean this to sound bad, but sometimes charities try to put a face to, to giving, but it's, you know, it's more of a blanket fund. This is actually, Specific I, I purchased needs. this Play-Doh, the company Wolves. went, yes, they went and bought it and it was sent to the child. I bought a belt for a child who needed a uniform belt, who, you know, went to a charter school who didn't have a belt. Um, it was $5. So that's what I love about this app is, any, and, and it's fun to do with your kids, to have them go through and pick something, you know, what do you want to, you know, what do you want to do? Say you just did one a month, you know, and, and my point is, I think sometimes when you don't have money, you feel bad about not giving. This is a simple way to give back money, you know, and again, everyone's vetted out. This is not a fly-by-night charity. This Blake Canterbury started it. It's powered by Georgia Power the back end program, they've come in and sponsored it. So um, that all of the money and the things that you give go directly. So there's no, um, you know, back end cost on it. So the app is called Purposity, P-U-R-P-O-S-I-T-Y. Right yeah. And it's a great app. For the happy segment. We're done. <laughs> so, no, that, that actually sounds very great. It yeah, sounds good. It, it really does. And, and, and check out social media channels, Twitter, Instagram, at ATL Cadillac, the Cadillac Jack page on Facebook. Um, We'll have all the information up about the app and also be included in the letter that comes out Saturday mornings. Yes. And I do want to say one thing because I know we talked a little bit about Nashville and what was kind of going on with the tornado relief. And there is um, on this particular app, you can also give 
um, you know, to some of the charities in Nashville that are, are definitely in need still. Karen Walker is a pod peep. She sent me an email. I just wanted you and Donna to know how much my daughter and I are enjoying your second act. My daughter and I live in Harrelson County. Uh, they're in Buchanan or Buchanan. Depends on where you're from in Atlanta and how you pronounce it. They both work for uh, AMR, which is the uh, ambulance service yes. here in Metro Atlanta. And um, we've always listened to you when you were on the radio every morning as we were making the long commute into work. They're from, uh, uh, they work in Roswell, but live in, in Harrelson County. So there's quite a commute. My father was in the radio business my whole life. His true love was broadcasting high school sports. He moved the family to Tallapoosa, Georgia in the summer of 77 and was the first station manager for King Country 1060. I want to say it was the first country station in that area. He and my mother did a morning show during the week that everyone in the area loved. And of course, he did the sports for Harrelson County High School. Your voice and personality on air reminds me so much of my father. It's like taking a trip back in time. The background stories you and Donna tell remind me so much of my childhood years because I lived many of those moments you talk about while not on the same scale because Tupelo was a much, much smaller uh, market. I want to say thank you because I get to relive my childhood and share my memories with my daughter, Erin, during these times. And then she goes on to write about the courtroom hopping episode. Mm -hmm. And she um, has a case that she wants me to look into for wrongful conviction. Um, it, the, she does not want you to look the, into the it. The Tardy Furniture Store murders. Right. She just wants to. Tupelo, she, Mississippi yeah. back in the, in the 60s. The Tardy Furniture Store murders. So. Yes, that's no. your first case. <laughs> it is. It is. But I've already started researching it and I'm going to, if, if indeed there's a wrongful uh, conviction, I will do whatever I can to have it overturned and, and, and whatever. Okay. So very, very nice email. Very sweet. Karen, thank you for taking the time to write and, and sharing such a personal story, but it, uh, it's very touching to us as well. Thank you for your time. She writes much love and keep up the good work. So thank you. Uh, Pod Pete for this episode of my second act is Karen Walker and her daughter, Erin who live out in uh, Harrelson County. Yes. So um, who introed our show today? Kathy Huff with the goats. Love it. So Kathy owns um, Love Goga, which is um, a farm. She has a, a farm here in Milton. And um, she started, she really, honestly, I think, was one of the first pioneers of the goat yoga um, kind of craze that I say. I don't say craze because I do not believe that it is a a fad by any means. It is a great form of yoga and it, it takes you out of the seriousness sometimes of yoga. And we have done this as a as family. As a family, yeah. Yes. So after, right after we'll you- put some pictures of that in the letter. Oh my gosh, it's so good. For this Saturday. So after you had your heart attack, we went out there and kind of did it as a family. Um, and it was so much fun. And Olivia has like blonde hair, really blonde hair. And these goats- loved her hair and you would be down doing like your downward dog or downward goat, I guess in this case, and you would just hear little feet, you know, coming and they climbed. And it caused you to tense up a little bit because little. you couldn't see where they were and where they were leaping from because they would jump on your back from back to back, yes. you know, from the person, you know, three they people loved over you. you. Yeah. They really took a liking. Do. Yeah. Oh, I know. But they, it, it, it's, uh, it is great because everybody loves animals. Yes. You know, they help you to relax and, you're already in that that uh, you know that frame of mind when you're doing yoga, but it, it totally adds to the yoga experience in such a positive, positive way. And yeah, and we will put all of Kathy's. Um, she's got a great Instagram account. It's Love Goga ATL, and same with fa Facebook. 
Um, her website is lovegogogoga.com if you've been looking for a place to come out and just try goat yoga and have fun with it. And Kathy is so inspiring. She really is. Um, she's got a great story and um, she is just a, a lot of fun. She has so much energy and you'll just... It, and her place is on a farm. You go to a yeah, beautiful it's farm. it's so beautiful. And, and the yoga is, you know, some of these places, they kind of stick you out in like a field with a mat. Um, but her, it's beautiful. Like her, it's... It was um, built specifically for... Yeah, it's almost like a mini yoga. studio in in outside, you know, so it's really pretty. But here's who I want to talk about. I've got to talk about Baby Max. I love Baby Max. Who's so, Baby Max? Well, Baby Max lives with Is Kathy. That the, the, the pig? He's a mini pig. So he lives on the farm. There's so many people that live on the farm. I mean, like she has a lamb. She has these baby goats. But so Baby Max is um, a miniature pig and he had pneumonia. And so he had to be brought inside. And <sighs> she, Okay, hang on. And so, and we're going to put Baby Max's picture up on the letter. He has, you know, we've talked about in the past pods, Charlotte's Gungi, you know, the little blanket that she carried. Baby Max has a Gungi and he's holding it and he has the cutest face you've ever seen, but he's on the mend and he is being trained to be an emotional, emotional support pig. I mean, a real one. Like a, As he's, opposed to what? Well, an like, oster? Not like a vest you can just order on Amazon. He's actually going through the training. and he's. How going, did they know that this pig had pneumonia? He was coughing. He was very sick. He was very sick. Like, I'm not going to, I don't want you making fun of this. I'm, because no, he no, was, I'm not making fun of was, Max at he all. He was at death's door. And she nursed says him. who? Kathy. And she nursed him back to health. And so. What if, what if this pig didn't have Kathy? Do you think that the pig could have survived? No, the, probably the, not. Okay. So, okay. All right. This is where I kind of struggle a little bit. Baby Max Strong, hashtag Baby Max Strong. Yeah. But he's getting so much better. I'm telling you, when you see his little face in the letter, you're going to be like, oh, he's yeah. so cute. And we're going to have some goats in before long when we tape. Yes. An upcoming episode. Yeah, and you heard some in the opener, so yeah. Appreciate you intro on the show today. And uh, check it out, lovegoga.com, G-O-G-A, lovegoga.com. Do you have a uh, small ask of you? Three things, hit the subscribe button so you don't miss anything coming up on my second act. Rate and leave five-star reviews for the pod. That helps other people find the podcast, Help us uh, helps us to chart even higher than we already are and, and have been, thanks to you for your support and for listening. Should we talk about the fact that we're 585 Donna, in stop. India? Please stop. And number three, show our sponsors some love, like 1-800-HURT-911. Car accident is a 911 call. Call 1-800-HURT-911 to get the best representation. And our friends at Tracy Cousineau Tracy. and Real Estate Expert Advisors. Call Tracy today at 855-MY-EXPERT. Gallery Furniture on Brownsbridge Road in Gainesville. Ask for Donna, or now you can ask for Donna's daughter, Marilyn, and text the keywords left on red, no spaces, left on red to the number 22828, 22828. And we could be showing up at your house and giving your, like, uh, your living room a second act from Gallery Furniture in Gainesville. Yes. And uh, Colleen and the gang at Core 57, Milton and Alpharetta City Center. Don't forget to download or listen to our Core 57 Spotify playlist. And I saw this. I meant to wear this in and I forgot because there's so many Ozark fans because it's a Georgia filmed uh, show. Season three of Ozark is going to hit on March 27th. We just found that out. So yes. I love Justin Netflix. Bateman. So Woo. check that out. Episodes Tuesdays and Thursdays, the Cadillac Jack, my second act. We are so proud to be a part of the Appen Podcast Network. 